Thanks for joining us again as we close out September of 2022 with a Norm Nathan show from September 29th of 1996. This one is titled Billy Bob Norm. Stephen Adams was producing. Also, thank you for sticking with us, listening on your phones and from every other platform where we cast with no damn issues. Still no resolution to our little problem on YouTube. And with no response from my queries as to what's going on, I find that you rude. Before we dive into this episode, I'd like to say namaste to our new listeners in India. Here we go. Billy Clyde's got his dander up in an excited dialogue with Norm about music then and now. Norm teases guest Bob Hernandez, who'll be playing his game Significa. And again, Norm is way behind in tacky, junky gift mailings. To dumb birthday game or not to dumb birthday game? That is the question. Shayna in traffic? Or, or not? Or maybe. Kevin in Dorchester with an interesting pregame discussion about Scrabble. Wally in Waltham. With a malfunctioning Peeper's keyring in need of replacement, we have Marge in Indiana. Jim and Lowell, and another subject arises, band records. Not band records, but band records. You follow? The birthdays. Oh, sorry to disappoint. Only the intro to the players was on the tape. But we now roll on to Bob Hernandez in the aforementioned game Significa. Bob will ask three questions, answer all three, and win! Significa was a four-pack of small travel games covering varying subjects. History, geography, literature, and more. All right, pen and paper ready, because here come the list of callers who played. Debbie and Malden, Bill from Lynn, Marion and Easton, Jenny from Plymouth, Joanne and North Reading, Ken from Rosendale, Christopher and Lowell, Christine and Worcester, Bob and Waltham, uh, maybe. Joe from Melrose, Anne in Pennsylvania, Kelly from Weymouth. Oh, wait a minute. Bob is back. Dorothy in Bridgewater, Doug from Newton, Michael in Chelmsford, Whitney, Horace in Brookline, Matt in Weymouth, Laura from Pennsylvania, Lynn in Malden, Joel from Natick, Ken in Cambridge, Lisa from upstate New York, Bob in Lemonster, Bill from Braintree, Bob in Richmond, Virginia, Jerry in Everett, John from Boston, and tell me if you recognize the voice, Heather in Wilmington, Mass., Priscilla from Weimar, Pennsylvania, Fred in Kennebunk, Maine, Vivian in Malden, Beth from Boston, and Jay in Dorchester. Tying up some loose ends, callers hearing Norm with an echo and a whoosh. Those new studios we were in were a gremlin's paradise for a while. Traffic reporters are a happy lot hoping for a big traffic jam. Jim says Norm has a nice singing voice, and Norm mentions he'll be singing with the Bob Batchelder Band to benefit Self-Esteem Boston at the Wonderland Ballroom in Revere. He had rewritten all the lyrics to Cole Porter's You're the Top. Stay tuned as I will replay that magnificent performance. And a question is posed. Where's the gong? Episode 106. Billy Bob Norm begins in 3, 2, and 1. No, but even even he does. All right, all right. So there's a lot of junky kind of music at that point, also, and by vocalists who are not terribly good, by by uh, like the Tommy Tucker band, which was not a great band either. We played a lot of that. I worked for a guy that was an alumnus of the Tommy Tucker. Okay, band. see what? Well, no, but I'm, try, I'm oh, no. Bad. Yeah, no, I'm trying to. 
No, I know. I'm trying to make a point. We pay, played Art Mooney with Cruising Down the River, which you would not call a great classic thing you wanted to hear. So there was a lot of junk music back then, too. It wasn't all Sinatra and Mel Torme and Peggy Lee. We mixed in a lot of... You just remember the good stuff. Yeah. And so now, today, there is some good oh, stuff. Oh, man, trust me. When I lived in Atlanta... They had unlimited selection of source of good music. I never heard any bad music when I was down there in the 60s on the FM band at all. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. And then I came back to North Carolina, and there was just a bunch of real good, easy-listening, golden, oldie, mellow-type, uh, ballad-type uh, stations then, too. And then all of a sudden, it dawned on me. They're gone. Every one of these stations are gone, gone now. Well, the, sta the stations that play the real good stuff that you're talking about, the kind that we would think of as good music, they they didn't exist in lar in great quantities either, even back then. A lot of the stations mixed that in with some junk music of the time. Uh, but you you forget the junk stuff. Well, I guess I was being selective without realizing and probably dialing out those stations you speak of. I guess they were there, but certainly not in the abundance that they're there now. No, I remember, for example, doing a, a, a had an all-night jazz show in the uh, 60s and 70s, and I played most of what you're talking about, including Basie and Ellington and Woody Herman and all of that kind of thing. But even at that time, there were probably no other stations were doing that by the 50s. During the time of, say, Elvis Presley and, and, and that period, along came rock and roll and pretty well wiped out a lot of what you're talking about. Because younger people felt that the kind of stuff we like is old hat and uh -huh. it's establishment music and it's crumb and they wanted their own style. Every generation does. But it's been around for 40 years and it doesn't seem to want to go. I keep thinking, well, it'll go. Uh, <laughs> but it never does. It's going to be there to haunt me to the grave, I guess. Well, there's, you know, there's some fairly decent groups have come along in, in between. One. Well, I'm thinking of the Beatles, for example, who did a lot of very nice things. Do you think so or do you think not? Well, I think a lot of what they did was, uh, uh, you know, I can take it or leave it. They did, they did a few. Uh, I played them on the gig. Still do some of their songs, but uh, it's it's the minority. I mean, the majority of them I thought were droll. I mean, they 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 were just, I don't know, just kind of hackneyed. You know, I mean, yeah, they, see, they, but I because I think that I think that a lot. They didn't turn me on the majority okay. of it, but some of them were golden. I mean, they were. I loved them, but no, a, lo a, a lot, a lot, lot, lot of them. a lot of the groups are are, are pretty awful, and wow, you know, I'm I'm kind of out of touch with music. I sit there and I talk no, all you're night. Not. Yeah, so I re I don't listen to a lot of the music stations, so I don't even know. I don't know many of the groups except when I talk to my kids and when I talk to other kids and see what they like. A lot of them have tastes that are a lot better than what you might think, but. Uh, well, the average pop God, I hope so, because I'm not seeing the evidence of it on, on late-night television, certainly. Uh, I don't see it. I don't know. They trot these groups out one after another, and I'm thinking, I can't abide one more of these groups with four <laughs> and five guitars, and all of them sound like howling banshees. No, you know? I well, mean, well, I'm do so 
daggone fed up with it, I, c I could throw up. <laughs> you know, it's been, I mean, really, man. I mean, it's so wretched. It's unbelievable. This well, well, bottom back to where it's worse now, ooh. the music scene, and in, in, in the history of the country, I believe. No, right no, now. no, I know. Usually, well, I, I got I can, I can clue you in on this. For example. And I'm not promoting. Well, no, no, wait. Hold on, hold on a minute, Billy. Hey, steady. Road, <laughs> no, no, I know that. But steady now. Here's. Here's the thing, that the groups you're talking about usually appear at the end of the David Letterman show, and usually it's the last group on, on the Jay Leno show. They save them for the very end. They have the more interesting interviews in the front part. So what I do at that point, I tune them out, and, I tune, and, I, tune, and I tune into Nick at night, and I watch the Mary Tyler Moore show, or the, uh, 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 the uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Dick Van uh, Dyke, Dyke show. That right. kind of stuff. So you don't, so don't so don't watch what you don't like. I I don't like those groups either. I I don't I, I can't identify with them. I just don't watch them. I, the, the reason they're put on, I think, is I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure Jay Leno and and, and, and David Letterman like them. No, I think I, I, I think the reason they're on is because they're considered uh, you know the music of the '90s and hip, and they're going for a younger audience, and so they so they're on and. Uh, well, it's tough to take on the on, on after. Uh, it's like going from the sublime to the ridiculous after Doc Severinsen and his band. Man, I just can't take it. I I, I admire that guy that left uh, Leno's show because he can play Branford Marcellus. I respect him for quitting and and going back into doing what he was doing, which is making fine music. Well, know? I think I think the staff orchestra, the the, the guys on there now, and the. Uh, and Paul Schaefer with the uh, Letterman, I think basically they're decent musicians and they play okay. You're talking about other groups that come on and kind of sit in with them for that last Absolutely. big number. Yeah, well, I don't, I'm not big fan, I'm a big fan of them either. Well, I haven't heard one yet that I thought was decent, that I'd go out and buy their record. You know, I mean, it's just nothing there, man. Let's face it, tell it like it is. I mean, it's No, no, I, th I think we've told it like it is. I don't see how we could do them any more than what we've said. But, I, you know, I don't... Oh, well, I might figure out something. Okay. I'm hey. not going to be mute on it, you know, or mute, I guess is the word. Mute, mute is a good word, yes. Because uh, it's, just, it's, it's gone far enough, man. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's the age of... Uh, Mediocrity now. I okay. mean, when it comes to music, okay. I mean, it's definitely mediocre. Okay, what would you rather hear, that, or would you rather hear a wee Bonnie Baker doing Oh Johnny, Oh Johnny, How You Can Love? You, you remember that? what? That would sound like heaven to me. Oh, it, what was, I've been hearing oh lately. it was it was awful. It was awful stuff. Were you I love, love, I, you I, know I, that. Uh, how about uh, uh, coconuts? I've got a lovely, lovely bunch yeah. of coconuts with Merv Griffin and, and Merv. Oh, boy, that was a jewel. Oh, wasn't that awful? Merv Griffin and Didn't the Freddie Martin. Didn't you love Martin. that one? No, I hated that How one. How about Elmer's tune? There was one. Well, that's different. I mean, you're talking, <laughs> you're talking, I mean, you're talking the Glenn Miller band that recorded that. I mean, you know, you, you, yeah, that was a nonsensical tune. Well, yeah. Well, well, it was. I know, but it was not. It was not hard to music take. at its worst is better than. The best of what they would would well, there's no best now because it's all terrible. But <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I'm partial to orchestral arrangements, and I did get to hear something good the other night. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, King Cole's daughter came out and did a thing with strings. I saw her. She I was... loved. I loved it. Yes, and I did. I did thing. I don't understand how they do that. I don't either. But uh, she, uh, that's Natalie Cole who that was Natalie who sings Cole. duets with her. 
with her father. And I loved it when yeah. they trot the strings out there. All right, there. A touch of class. Yeah, there it. you go. There's your answer. You say there's no good music. There's there's yeah, an example of good that stuff. That was good the other night. I forgot yeah. about that. Okay. Well, you but pay attention. Now they're going to trot out 900 rock and roll groups again with <laughs> Billy, 19,000 bad Billy, guitar players. Billy, Billy I got to go. Okay. I, th I think you made your point very, very God, clearly. I hope so. Okay, take Bye. your bye bye, Billy. Oh, oh, he's he's really tuned up, isn't he? Huh? One of the first game people, that is the first one who uh, developed a game to come on the show with us, and it worked out so well. We've had so many since then, including Bob a number of times. Anyway, he'll be back uh, tonight playing Significa, one of his newest games. I guess he's played that before. And the games, of course, to winners and fun for all ages and just a swell night's program. And, of course, the dumb birthday game is, is really kind of a swell program, too, and a swell game in which the winner wins a whole lot of junk. And each time I come on, I keep apologizing because uh, there are a lot, I've, I've got, we've got a lot of winners over the last few weeks, and I have not gotten the, 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 the big envelopes, the big, not even envelopes, they're even bigger packages of junk out to the winners. I, I've just been very negligent. I hope you'll forgive me, but I am, as you know, a State Department troubleshooter, and I spend lots of my time traveling around the world trying to put out the fires caused by... I don't know why. Forget it. Forget I said that. I'm beginning to ramble on it. I don't even find myself amusing, so I can imagine what you're thinking. Thank you. Okay, let's let's uh, let's see who's uh, playing the game with us. I hope I hope Shana is, is there. It's Shana McConkey, you there? There, Shana, our traffic lady. <laughs> she, would you give her a call and just remind her of this? Because usually, uh, usually our traffic reporters are just just so darn nice about that uh, kind of thing and just as eager as, as anything to to take part in this wondrous game. And uh, she has played the game with us, I know, before. I'll get to her in just a minute. Let's, uh, let's go to Kevin in Dorchester. Kevin will be uh, playing the game with us. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Norm. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. What about you? Just uh, tell me how you are and don't hold back anything. I want to know I, the truth. I'm doing real well, real well. Okay. I, actually, uh, you're speaking about games. Yes. There's a game that I play, and I was wondering, wondering if you or your callers can help me out. Um, I'm an avid Scrabble player, very competitive, but I have no Scrabble partners. So it makes it very hard to play. <laughs> oh, I see. I just have to play with yourself. You can't find anybody who wants to play Scrabble with you? No one that plays competitively. Oh, competitively. Now, what does that mean exactly? You don't play just for fun? Oh, yeah, for fun, but um, they play to win. I, I okay, play to win. So, so in other words, you want, you want somebody that's pretty skillful to really exactly. challenge you. Exactly. Okay, let me see. Okay, I tell you what. Uh, uh, after the game, remind me to throw you over to Tom, and he'll okay. take your name and address and phone number and all that kind oh, of stuff. Great, and if, great, anybody, great. if anybody wants to play Scrabble with you competitively, <laughs> who lives around the Boston area, all right. uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll pass their number That's along great. to you, and then you can get in touch with them. That's right. We can meet at the Boston Library, I'm sure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, did you follow this, the, the uh, Scrabble championships that were held a few, I guess about a month or two ago? Do you ever enter anything? I mean, is that competitive that you would no, enter? No, I'm not that good. I, I think someday I will get that, that good, but not yet. 
I think one of the guys that was the, the one of the winners, I think, was a student. I forgot we talked with him too, and I forgot his name or what school he went to. But he went to one of the colleges around here, and he competed with tons of people. That must uh -huh. really be something to win after that. Well, I, I had a, a teacher uh, many years ago who um, she she was into like Scrabble clubs and stuff like that, but. Um, the most that she she said that she's ever gotten in Scrabble was over six hundred points. <laughs> I and I've, it's been a while since I played Scrabble. Now, mm -hmm. uh, how many points do you get? What what would you consider an unusually good score? Um, anything above three hundred is pretty good. Okay, and you said the teacher got above six hundred. Yeah, over six hundred. Oh, so that was pretty right. good. The yeah. highest I've gotten is four twenty five. Oh, okay. So that's with two people playing. If you got four people playing, your scores are going to be lower because the um, the, the points are spread out more. Yeah. So uh, with two people, with four people playing, anything above uh, 125 is pretty good. Okay, good. We'll see. We'll see what we can dig up for you. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do we have uh, Do we have Shana? She's she going to be with us, uh, Tom. Is Shana going to be? It's okay. Oh, you're you're all set. <clears throat> Excuse me, Shana. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> okay, Shana. Shana McConkey, because you played the game with us before. Yes, I did. And you add such a bit of spice and excitement and everything to the game. I was feeling so badly because I thought maybe you said, the heck with that guy. Who needs that fat old guy? I'm taking off, man. I'm, I'm not going to play any games with him, fella. I thought you forgot me today. No, I didn't forget you at all. I was excited when the phone rang. I'm on the game again. <laughs> okay, that's really, that's really great. Now, you've been doing this uh, traffic stuff. For not too long, I think the first time we talked to you, you just had begun it here at yeah, WBZ. My first night. And how many nights have you? Um, how many weeks have gone by since then? Um, just weekend, so about three or four. This is probably my fourth. I okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel. I wouldn't feel. Uh, let's see, humiliated because it's only weekends. Because that's all I work too. No, I mean it wasn't a whole week's worth of um, traffic reporting. Okay. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you'll be part of us. Well, I've already introduced, let's see, Kevin in Dorchester, the Scrabble player. Let me see who else you'll be playing with. Wally, who's in Waltham. That's a good name for a guy who lives in Waltham. Wally from Waltham. <laughs> Sounds like the title of a comic strip. Oh, I'm a comic. Okay, cousin. <laughs> okay, how you doing? Okay. Have you played the game with us before? Yes. Okay, so you know all about this. I tell you who was born. A lot of interesting people were born on September 29th. Oh, really? Which, of course, is today. So you'll get a chance to... I think I think uh, what we run into very often is I dig up some names of... And, and sometimes some people don't know who they are. But I don't think that'll be a problem this time. I think you'll know most of the people I mentioned. Oh, good. So it'll be a hard nose-to-nose -nose battle oh, and just that aren't exciting. And a woman who plays with us quite often, I think about every other minute, is Marge out in Indiana. Oh. Hi, Marge. How goes it? Do I owe you any gifts yet? I, you not, not yet, but I'm still hoping to win another key ring because mine bit the dust. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. Okay. Well, if you win tonight, uh, then you get the uh, famous Spring Peepers key ring. Yeah. Uh, whoever wins gets that anyhow. And so I got a whole bunch to send out because I haven't... I haven't sent out uh, anything. I was just looking out the window here. It's raining very hard. Mm. I, I know that's not where you are in Indiana. It's probably not, or maybe not raining at all. But uh, It's raining cats and dogs and peepers. <laughs> cats and dogs and peepers, that's right. And you need lots of rain because you need wet 
wet conditions, bogs and marshland, all that, in order to have peepers. I, I'm curious. I, you know, I know these phone connections are sort of strange, and maybe you're not hearing this at your end. But I've been, I'm hearing music in the background. Some yeah, I am too. Music. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, actually, I am too. No kidding. No, I don't hear that, and I don't think the audience is hearing that at all. I, I don't know. I don't. Well, let me listen closely. Everybody. Yeah, I'm hearing the norm. Yeah. Oh, really? Let's all be quiet. Let me see if I can hear it. It just stopped. I guess I hear it too. No, I don't hear it, and I don't think people listening in hear it at all. I have no idea why you're hearing it. I know. I think... the, I, I, it, there must be. It must be sort of a, a satellite connection because actually, when I click on or when you click on a new uh, contestant, it sounds like uh, channels are being switched on. A yeah, there TV. is there is a kind of a whooshing sound when that happens, but none of those sounds are heard by the audience by people listening in at all. Oh, one other thing. Uh, someone beat me to the punch last night, or at least I couldn't get through. I tried to call and uh, give you Vaughn Meter's name as well. I used to have that record years ago. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, and in <laughs> fact, it may still be at my parents' house for Yeah, now that was, a, that was a very big record because it was probably one of the first recordings in which a, a, a president and his family were satirized. There hadn't been much of that recorded up to that point. That's right. And, and he sounded... Very he found it sounded very much like the president, so it was a very popular record. And, and it was very funny. Yeah, and, when, and of course, when President Kennedy was assassinated, it kind of killed Von Meter because he, he, he had been a stand-up comic up to that point, but he really cashed in on sounding like the president and, and doing, doing that first family thing. And when the president was gone, that ended him. Yeah. So he may sit, still now he may be sitting in some place in Findlay, Ohio, saying... Yes, sir. I was I was big back then, but uh, unfortunately. Anyway, let's go to Jim in uh, Lowell. Hi, Jim. Hi. How are you, Norm? Hey, I'm okay. You sound like you're okay. I'm just fine, thank you. Any any questions you would like to ask any of us, including uh, Shana? Well, uh, I thought the music was coming from Shana, but that's that's beside the point. Well, she may be humming out there because uh, traffic. Uh, people who tr report traffic are generally a very happy lot. And, and you'll find them just sitting there, just a humming and hoping for a 90-car traffic pileup or something. Oh, that's horrible. I don't wish for bad traffic. <laughs> no, but I bet you wish for some traffic. When we're talking, we're talking about 20 after 3 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Well, I've got the rain to work with today. Well, uh, okay. that, oh, that's right, too. question for you. Yes. Uh, you were talking earlier about Gloomy Sunday and, and, and records that had been banned. Yes. Uh, I have a, I, I have a, a banned record that I, I was wondering if you could guess what it was. One, there was one other one that I'd forgotten about at the time. I don't know if it's the one you're talking about. Well, but it's, it's not of that time. This one is from the early 60s. Okay. About it... 1962, this record was banned on, uh, Southeast, uh, radio including washington uh just for the duration of a visit by uh queen elizabeth boy i can't even imagine what that would be no i don't know does anybody in the who's listening any, well there's any... one that i know of that was banned in the early 60s but i don't know if this is what he was thinking I mean, this was they're coming to take me away hey hey ho ho to the funny farm etc um, that was banned in new york i think yeah that's not the one i'm thinking of Queen Elizabeth visited uh, Washington and uh, a couple of cities in the southeast, and they banned a record called uh, 
The Battle of New Orleans by uh, Johnny Oh, Borton. yeah. Hold on a minute. Let him finish. Uh, and the, by by who, who's that by? It was by Johnny Horton, the fellow. Oh, I, you know, I remember that. Now, why was that bad? Because it, it makes a, uh, well, it made a, uh, a reference to we fought the bloody British in the town of New Orleans. Uh, and it didn't paint a very good picture of the, of the English. Uh, well, why would they? The not, well, who would ban that though? That must have been banned by the individual stations or something. I mean, certainly the government doesn't ban records like that. No, 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 no. I, I just, I said uh, it was it was banned on radio stations, including radio stations in Washington. Yeah. Uh, so that she wouldn't, you know, be walking by a radio and perhaps hear this record. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of funny. Okay, I, I can understand. I can understand. Them wanting to do that, I I think they should not have done that. I mean, she's a grown-up lady; she could have taken it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. That's you know, true. Uh, one one record that had been banned, and again, I don't I I, I don't know whether it was a government thing or, of course, it might have been the FCC, and which is a was a government is a government agency. Was Love for Sale, which. Uh, <laughs> Which is, I mean, you know, love for sale, uh, who buy my young love for that kind of stuff. I don't know. We don't, I mean, that kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore so far as I know. Well, you've got a great singing voice, uh, Norman. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a rotten singing voice, but I thank you very much. Matter of fact, I will be, I've been mentioning, I will be singing with a band, just one song, a week from, uh, a week from, I guess it's a, a week from next Saturday or two weeks from this past Where day. Where can I get tickets? <laughs> Just send me a whole envelope full of money and I'll oh. be sure that you get in okay. <laughs> no, it's at the Wonderland Ballroom. There's a, a, a meeting of a whole bunch of people called called the uh, Self-Esteem Group. They'll, they expect several hundred people to be there. And uh, anyway, I'll go, I've gone through that before. I won't plug it anymore this this day, but... Um, I don't even know why I mentioned it. So what song will you be singing? Uh, You're the top, the Cole Porter song, except I've rewritten the lyrics. Yeah, that's right. You're the, uh, you're the, you're the, you're the top, you're the Coliseum, you're the top, you're the Louvre Museum. But I won't be singing the Cole Porter's lyrics because I wrote, rewrote them to uh, bring in words that apply, that would be familiar to people in this area, older people. And and things that they remember, like the uh, totem pole, and the cyclone at Revere Beach, and, and James Michael Curley's speech, and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, and John Nemo's, and uh, you know that. So I'm 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 kind of proud of the the new words that I wrote, but I'm not proud of the way I'm, I'm going to be singing them. So it'll be more of a Rex Harrison, My Fair Lady kind of thing, where they'll probably be spoken more than sung. But if anybody wants to come out to Wonderland on the uh, I don't know what the date is. Is that the ninth? Of, it's on a Saturday afternoon. The seventh? What is that? October fifth. Is that on a Saturday? Yeah, that would be it then. That would be the date. At the anyway, at Wonderland Ball. And they were talking about several. I guess I mentioned several hundred people. And I'll be singing with the Bob Badshelder Band, which is a big, sixteen-piece swing band, which is really nice. Anyway, let's play the dumb birthday game. You all in favor of that? You bet. Yes. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yes, indeed, sir. <laughs> okay. Or is, uh, every time I laugh, I think of doing my David Letterman laugh. 
Tonight it's a game show night with uh, Bob Hernandez, who has uh, invented a number of games, and the one we'll be playing tonight is called Significa, and I'll call on uh, Bob in just a little minute. He, he can explain it to you, but uh, if you want to play the game, our phone number is 617-254-1030. But every line is lit up, and I, we, had, we just just got on the air, and I hadn't even mentioned the, 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 the number yet. These game shows on the air was Bob Hernandez way back. I, I can't remember how long ago that was, but he's uh, come out with a number of new games since then. And the newest one of them is called Significant. That's the one we'll play uh, tonight. Anyway, Bob, it's nice to talk with you again. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Norm. It's good to be here again. Okay, let's let's uh, let's talk about Significant. How this game goes. Incidentally, as the theme was playing, every line lit up. Is that so, right? So everybody, they all love you. I tell you, Bob. Well, maybe people think they have a chance to win uh, the, the games. And what it is, it's a four-pack of uh, small travel games, and they're made up primarily of cards. And on the cards, there are questions related to history, geography, literature, a uh, variety of subjects, uh, predominantly the stuff that we learned in school, but maybe sometimes uh, we forget. But all the questions that I'll ask, uh, it's, they're things that we learned or should have learned, uh, but maybe we've forgotten. Uh, or in some cases, maybe we were never exposed to those particular subjects. But it's all pretty simple stuff, Norm. As I said, the history, geography, and some literature. And we'll uh, throw in uh, a few nicknames, maybe. Okay? Okay, now. Now, people, all of the listeners who win, obviously win a game, win a significant, is that right? Correct. It's a four-pack game made up of four different individual games, and they are uh, travel games. They come in a small uh, uh, box, small plastic box, and within the, the box there are cards. Uh, and one particular game, Times of the World, is related to geography. Uh, info guess is general information. Uh, people might even call it trivia. Uh, then we have um, um, the times of all imprints, a uh, picture game that you look at a picture, try to recognize it, and try to answer the questions on the back of the cards. So there, there's a variety of different games for um, the variety of tastes. And we'll give, unfortunately, obviously people can't see what the cards look like, but we'll give them a, an idea of what the questions are like. And here, here's the ground rule, Storm. Okay. Three questions, and they progressively get more difficult. If they answer all three correctly, 
we will ship them out uh, their games. And I should say that uh, your producer, Tony, will be handling shipment of the, the winner's games. Okay? okay. Yeah, Tony's the one who, who arranged uh, this with you, but uh, that is uh, Tony Nesbitt. Steve Adams is uh, the man on duty now, and he's the one who take the names and addresses and, and all that. Let's, we can show people how it works best by uh, bringing in first Debbie, who's in Malden. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Norm. How are you? Good, thank you. You're on the air with Bob Hernandez. Hello, Great. Debbie. Hi. And, and did you uh, hear that? Do you, do you understand how it works? You'll be asked three questions. It could be history, it mm. could be geography, it could be literature. And if you answer all three correctly, you are the lucky winner, okay, of, uh, of games that we'll be sending out to you. Well, thank you. I hope so. Okay. Here, here's the first question. Okay. Uh, what empire did the Spanish conquistador Hernando Cortez Destroying Mexico in 1521. Now, Inca? Well, I was going to say there are choices. Okay, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, this particular one does have choices. As I said, it will start easy and progressively get more difficult. Your choices are the Aztec, the Maya, or the Inca Empire. Inca? Now, do you, do you want to stick with Inca? That is incorrect. It's the Aztec, Aztec. Empire. Yeah, the, the Incas were in uh, present-day uh, Peru, Colombia, all through the Andes Mountains in Central uh, South America. Okay, thank you very much. It was nice playing with you. Well, okay. thank you for trying. Okay, let's go to Bill in uh, the city of Lynn. Bill, hi. Hi. You're on BZ with Bob Hernandez. All set to play? All set. Hello, Bill. How are you this evening? Fine, thanks. And yourself? Just fine. Muy bien. Here, here's a uh, muy bien. I keep them bien, Bill. <laughs> you're multilingual, I take it. See, si. uh, Bill, your first question: What Italian traveler of the Middle Ages, matter of fact, that was around 1255 A.D., established new links between Europe and China? And do you, do you want the choices? Um, Marco Polo. Marco Polo is correct. Uh, number two, in October 1957, boy, it was almost 40 years ago, a new era in exploration and communications began with the launching of what small Soviet satellite? Sputnik. Sputnik 1. Excellent. And going back in history here, this is the game-winning question for you. Between 1346... In 1350, how much of Europe's population do experts believe were killed by the bubonic plague or Black Death? And I'll give you choices. About a one-tenth, one-quarter, or one-third? One-third. That's correct. One-third of the population was wiped out by the Black Death. Okay. Very good. <laughs> the audience applauds you, but uh, yeah. still feels a little sorry for the, that tremendous death toll, which is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when, when you think of that, I mean, can you imagine if we had some plague like that uh, affecting the population of the world today? We, we would think most certainly the end of the world is here. I would think so. One out of three people dying in that. Oh, man. That's just, and can you imagine uh, people back then? I'm sure they thought the end of the world was here. I know. Right. Hang in there, Bill, and talk to uh, Steve, and uh, we'll get your name and address and Thank get a game out to you. With uh, Marion in the uh, town of Easton. 
Massachusetts. Hi, Marion. How are you tonight? Fine, thanks. Good. Hi, Bob. How are you doing? Just fine, Marion. Good. Here's your series of questions. Mm -hmm. Number one, at a height of 29,208 feet, what is the highest mountain peak in the world? Um. <laughs> it, was, it was in the news here, oh, maybe, uh, oh, not too long ago. People are always climbing it and uh, end up dying up there because right. of uh, Oh, terrible. Do I get choices or do you just... Uh, not, not on this not one. On this. I, okay, I, fine. I, um, <laughs> uh, the tallest peak in the world in... Sir, Sir Edmund uh, Hillary was... Right. Uh, Mount Everest. Okay, give you... Mount, Mount Everest, that is correct. Okay, good. I was going to say we you got 10 seconds left, but you got it. Uh, number two, what is the largest continent in the world of Eight. the seven continents? Which one's the largest in landmass? Asia. Asia. Okay, and finally, here's the toughie. What nation, the fourth most populous in the world, is made up of over 14,000 islands that extend across an area 3,200 miles long? The fourth, fourth most populous country in the world. What would that be? Give you about uh, 20 seconds more. Thank you. Um, uh, I'll give you a hint. The, cap the capital is uh, Jakarta. Uh, India. No, no, it, that would be <laughs> Indonesia. Indonesia. Yeah, I'm Indonesia. Sorry. Oh, thank you very much. You've got fine. two out of three, Marion. That's pretty Thanks good, too. Fine. Okay, yeah, Jenny. That's Jenny that's is. That was that. Would be, yeah, uh, my youngest daughter went away on vacation last year, and she went to Indonesia. So I knew that, right. but I can't imagine anybody going on vacation to Indonesia. But anyway, uh, Jenny in Plymouth, uh, you're on WBC. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Norm. Hi, Bob. Hello, Jenny. You sound all eager and ready to go. Are you? Oh, <laughs> mostly. Okay. Okay. Uh, hopefully, you'll be a, a winner here, Jenny. First question, what was the nickname given to the gold prospectors that moved to California in the gold rush of 1849? The 49ers. The 49ers. <laughs> Did you happen to watch them today? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, well, I think they won. They, they usually do. Uh, number two, in what year did California enter the Union to become the 31st U.S. state? And I'll give you some choices. Mm -hmm. Was that 1805, 1835, or 1850? 1850. 1850. Obviously, the 49ers got there, and then they, I guess after they discovered all the gold, they figured it would make a good state, huh? <laughs> yes. Okay. The, the 49ers did win, by the way, Bob. Did they? they no, but you, you, you sound like you really care. Yeah. <laughs> Did they really? Well, maybe she had a bet on it, Bob. Yeah. San Francisco, yeah, San Francisco beat Atlanta, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, Th yeah. 39 to 17, oh, so they won gosh. quite easily. Huge, huge margin there. Uh, and finally, the game winner for you, Jenny. Mm -hmm. Who was the Franciscan priest that founded nine of California's 21 missions including San Diego. So he went up and down the coast, uh, San Diego, 
San Francisco, San Juan Capistrano, who was the Franciscan priest? You're you're not Catholic, are you? No, I'm not. Gosh, you know, they are. You got about 10 seconds to guess whatever your religion is anyway, Jenny. <laughs> no, I missed this one. Uh, Father uh, Sarah, have you ever heard of him? No. Junepiro Sera? S-E-R-A? No. S-E-R-A. Yeah, Father Sarah. No. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you for trying. Thank okay. you. You'll brighten up the program anyway, Johnny, even if you didn't have the right answer. Uh, yeah. I, I have a feeling that uh, a Catholic would have uh, gotten that pretty easily, Norm. The uh, reason I say that is because they have uh, the, uh, I think it's called the Saren Group, whose mission is to, to try to promote the, uh, the priesthood. Okay. And you spell that with two R's then, S-E-R-R-A? S-E-R-R-A, yeah. Okay. Uh, two five four ten thirty area code six one seven. I keep giving the phone number, but uh, every line has uh, been lit up since even before we got on the air. So let's go to Joanne in North Reading. You're on the air with Bob Hernandez and Significa. How you doing, Joanne? Fine, thank you. Good evening, gentlemen. Good Hello, evening, Joanne. Hello. Your first question: the equator, the imaginary line around the middle of the Earth is approximately how many miles long? And I'll give you some choices. Is it 14,000 miles, 19,000 miles, or 25,000 miles long? I would say 25,000 miles long. 25, that's correct. Good. <clears throat> Number two, the world's driest place, the Atacama Desert, had no rainfall from 1570 to 1971. Oh, jeez. That was 401 years. Uh, 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 in what South American nation is the Atacama Desert? And I'll give you some choices. Oh, thank you. Okay. Would that be Brazil, Chile, or Uruguay? Um... Uruguay? No, it would Chile. I was, I was gonna, that was the other one, because I know Brazil got the rainfall. Yeah, Bra Brazil gets quite a bit of rainfall, and Chile, because the way it's positioned next, uh, while well, the Andes run through it, and uh, right on the, the east side of the Andes, it's difficulty, the clouds that come over, and the rain, so that's that's where it's located at. Yeah, it's a funny-shaped country, isn't it? Long, skinny. Oh. And I suppose that you, you, you'd probably know if you heard people saying, boy, another great day for a picnic. Yeah. <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. I had a good time. Oh, well, we had a good time with you, too, Joanne. Thank you. Well, let's Thank go you to, for trying. We'll go to Ken in Roslindale. Hi, Ken. You're on WBZ. Hi, Norm. Hi, Bob. Hi, Hi. Ken. Here is your uh, first question, sir. Okay. Na name the steamship and Rail Baron that established Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee in 1873. Uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt? Cornelius Vanderbilt, right. Which, by the way, I believe Vanderbilt University gave Notre Dame a good game here a few weeks ago. Mm, I, I believe so. Yeah. <clears throat> I um, and Number two, in what year did Tennessee enter the Union to become the 16th U.S. states, and here are your choices. Would that be 1796, 
Thank you. And uh, Christopher in Lowell. Hi, Christopher. You're on WBZ with uh, with Bob Hernandez. That's who you're on WBZ with. That's who I am, Norm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Are you there, Christopher? Yes. Good evening, John. Okay. Good evening. Hello, Christopher. Hello. Uh, along the banks of what river, which happens to be the longest river in the world, does does 99% of the population of Egypt live? What's uh, the name of this river? The Nile River. The Nile River, that's correct. Good. Uh, number two, name the Egyptian canal that connects the Red Sea and the Mediterranean Sea. I'm sorry, can you repeat the question, please? What is the name of the canal, man-made waterway, that connects the Red Sea and the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal. That's good. And finally, what peninsula located in Asia is separated from the rest of Egypt and Africa by the Suez Canal? What's the name of this peninsula? Okay, we have about uh, 20... Seconds for you to come up with the an answer, Christopher. The only answer I can think of, and I know it's incorrect, is the Iberian Peninsula. No, it's the Sinai uh, Peninsula. Yeah, we got the, yeah. the Iberian Peninsula is way, way over in Spain. Right, France, yeah. France and Spain and Portugal. Right, Spain, yeah. Portugal is located on the Iberian Peninsula. It's the Sinai Peninsula. Good, good try. Well, yeah, thank, thank, you for, thank you for trying, Christopher. We haven't, we haven't uh, gotten too many winners so far. No, I, I thought we, we would here. Well, maybe... Uh, <laughs> The computer's just spitting out these questions. Maybe it'll get easier. It's all random. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, let's let's just again let's take a little break and then we'll, I'm trying to think of what you Ge the geographics. Geographics. That's right. right. And then we had pastimes right. for the uh, history, and then you've done just so many. You become a wheeler dealer in the game thing, Bob. Oh well, not really, but I've done a few. Yeah. What about now? Where where are your games pretty generally available? In most uh, Some are, and it, uh, you know, retailers are pretty fickle. They want something that's moving uh, out of the box or off the shelf very quickly. But in some areas, you can find it uh, at, in Toys R Us and so on. Other areas, you can't. Uh, this particular Significa pack is available only on an 800 number. So, uh, Okay, what, now what is the 800 number? Uh, 800-660-366. Five three. Okay, that's one. And it's uh, the super price. All four game packs. Uh, the game pack of four for nineteen ninety five. So. Okay, if anybody missed the number, just drop me a note and I'll send it to you. But it's one eight hundred six six zero three six five three. And and they can call during the uh, normal business hours. Okay. Okay. Uh, Christine in uh, Worcester, you're on WBC with Bob Hernandez. Hi, Christine. Hello, Nam. Uh, 
do we have a Sesame Street caliber here that I could try? Well, you want to try the very easy ones, huh? I, I think you're probably, you're probably uh, uh, calling yourself short. I suspect you could do the toughest ones in the world and win. Thank I, you, Norm. I, I think you'll do, uh, you'll do fine here uh, on this one, Christine. Incidentally, uh, Steve Adams, our producer, who's taking down the names of winners, hasn't had much to do along those lines. Right. And he says, we're wearing out the, your, your wrong buzzer. And uh, the, the audience is just ready to applaud a winner. And maybe you'll be the next one, Christine. Well, and, and Christine, just uh, I don't let, for lack of a better word, don't let nervousness or stage fright uh, get to you. Just uh, these questions, I think, uh, are fairly simple. But sometimes people uh, uh, get a little bit nervous and can't think straight. But here's your first one, okay? What nickname was given to homesteaders that settled in Oklahoma earlier than the law allowed. And by the way, it happens to be the nickname of the uh, uh, largest university there in Oklahoma. What were they called? Well, that eliminates the carpetbaggers. <laughs> right. No. Uh, I'm sorry, could you repeat it? I was... Well, you're stalling, aren't you, Christina? We know your tricks. What what nickname was given to homesteaders that settled in Oklahoma earlier than the law allowed? Okay, I'll give you about 15 more seconds just to come up with an answer, Christine, if you would. And, and I'll give you a hint. The, the University of Oklahoma... Oh, the nickname for the football team. Right. That right is the name. And also... The state itself has that, that nickname. Exactly. Is exactly. it the Raiders or no? No. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The uh, <laughs> time is up on that one. What is have it? You, have you heard of the term sooner? Not lately. <laughs> not, right? not not this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Oh. Yeah, the, the Oklahoma is the uh, is, is that right, Bob? The Sooner State and the uh, Sooner State and right. the college football team is uh, right. known as the Sooners. As a matter of fact, uh, I believe it was. Uh, Oklahoma City, uh, that in April 22nd, 1889, in one day, 10,000 people moved in. Oh, my. Okay, let's go to Bob in Waltham. Bob, you're on WBZ. Hi, Norm. Hi. Hello, Hello Bob. Hey. Okay, by the way, I, I think I'm correct, and this is the first uh, presidential debate next Sunday night. Is that right? Uh, I believe that's true. You know what I just did? I did something really stupid. I... I hit the wrong button, and I hung up on Bob, who should be on the line now. So, Bob, do call back again. In the meantime, we'll talk with uh, Joe in uh, Melrose. And uh, I hope Bob calls back. I, I, I apologize for that. Anyway, Joe, you're on with uh, Bob Hernandez. How you doing, Bob? Good. Hello, Joe. How you doing, Bob? Here, here's some uh, questions related to the presidents, okay? Okay. Name the president who served the longest term. That would be FDR. FDR, right. He was elected four times. Okay. Number two, uh, who was the youngest man ever elected president? That would be JFK. JFK. Are, are you from uh, Massachusetts, sir? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Uh, by the way, Teddy Roosevelt was the youngest president ever, but he... Uh, of course, he went into the presidency after the, uh, McKinley was assassinated. Right. Uh, and finally, here's a gimme if I ever saw one. Name the president who, sh who served the shortest term. 
And I'll I'll give you choices on this one. Okay, okay? thank you. <laughs> Would that be uh, Martin Van Buren, Gerald Ford, William Henry Harrison, or Lyndon Johnson? That would be William Henry Harrison. William Henry Harrison. Just for the heck of it, do you know about how long he served? Uh, uh thank you, on. <laughs> I think that was about, uh, it was like three months. Yeah, 31 days. 31 days. Yeah, he, caught, he caught cold, I think, at his inaugural address right. and stuff and, and, uh, and died soon after. Did he well, die? Yeah, yeah. William Henry, was that uh, John Tyler who, uh, Succeeded him, I think, was it? Uh, Tippy Canoe and Tyler too. I, I yeah. forget something like that. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm so busy showing everybody how smart I am. I forgot how far along are we? Was that the first or second question? That's number three. Oh, that was it. Oh, that's right. right. I should have guessed that by the applause of the yeah. of the kids here. Okay, Joe. I have, a, I have a question for you, Norm. Yes. Uh, some time ago, I, I I've listened to your show for a long time. And I enjoy the show greatly. But a long time ago, when you used to have these games, instead of using the buzzer when people lost, you had this gong. Whatever happened to it? Oh, well, we have a whole different technical <laughs> setup now. I don't have the gong here. You haven't used the gong in a long time. No, I, I haven't. See, I mean, I, 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 one day I'll have, I don't want to take too much time away from the game, but okay. we have a different setup since we moved to the new studios. And right. some of those effects that we had before were, are not available now. Oh. It's kind of too bad, but, uh, you know, you move into bigger and better studios and you lose something. I don't see the point. But anyway, hold on, and here's Steve to take your name and address. In the meantime, we'll go to Ann in uh, Pennsylvania. Hi, Ann. You're on with Bob Hernandez and Significa. Hi, Bob. Hi, Norm. Hi. Hi, Ann. Hello, Ann. Hi. Here's your first question. Okay. 75% of the Russian people live on what continent now don't don't answer too quickly just give it a little bit of thought 75 percent of the russian people live on what continent asia no it's europe is it europe yeah i would have i would have guessed asia too i think because that sounded like a trick one you know because you think of europe and part of it is in asia right so i'm just learning so darn much i tell you i'm just excited Let's go to Kelly and Wayne. With Kelly, you're on with uh, Bob Hernandez. Hi, hello. Hi, how you doing, Kelly? Hello, Kelly. Hi, Bob. Uh, your first question: In 1947, who led India in the fight for independence from Great Britain? Gandhi. Gandhi, yes, uh, Mohandas Gandhi, or the nickname Mahatma, the Great Soul. Number two, with close to one billion people, where does India rank in population among the nations of the world? Second. Number two, very good. By the way, what's number one? China. China. And, of course, we heard a while ago that Indonesia was number four. <laughs> we and, did. <laughs> uh, not, not to get off the, the subject here, but we've identified one, two, and four. What do you think number three is? This is just a side question. Oh, good. I don't know. <laughs> Norm, do you know what the third largest station in the population uh, the world is? Um, would it be India? Do, do we say India was one of the others? China, India is number two. Oh, China, India. 
is Indonesia, and number three would be would that be uh, <clears throat> that be the Soviet Union? Well, there's, there is no Soviet Union. No, what, what, no, it would be us, the United States. Oh, how could I miss that? <laughs> okay, the United States. Okay. Okay. I wish you wouldn't ask me these things. You're taking away my credibility. I'm putting you on the spot, Norm. <laughs> okay. Okay, and it's Kelly, right? Yeah. Kelly, this is a game-winning question for you. What religion, which combines elements of Hindu and Muslim beliefs, has played a major role in the economy and politics of India? So I get choices? <laughs> No, no choices. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Uh, it was uh, Indira Gandhi's uh, bodyguards that belonged to this particular religion that uh, that le that conspired to assassinate her. Can you repeat the question again? What religion, mm -hmm. which combines elements of Hindu and Muslim beliefs, has played a major role in the economy and politics of India? Can give you about uh, just about ten seconds because you had time to think uh, during the repeat of the question. <laughs> I don't know. Have you heard of uh, Sikh, Sikh religion, Sikhism? No. Sikhs? You've never heard of uh, Sikhs, huh? No. S was it S I K H or S I K H? Okay. Hey, thank you very much, oh. Kelly. I think she hung up before I said goodbye. She yeah. was disgusted. She, she may not have been too pleased with that. You know, I asked her all these questions about populations, and uh, she, we kind of grilled her, and then we she ended up not winning. <laughs> I hope I didn't upset her. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bob is back at Walton. Bob, I apologize for hanging up on you. It was, it was a mistake on my part, but you're on now with Bob Hernandez. Okay, no problem. Hi, Bob. Hello, Bob, again. Okay, in 1865... Who became the first U.S. president to die by assassination? Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. That is correct. Uh, number two. In what year did George Washington take the oath of office as the first president of the United States? And I'll give you some choices on the years. Was that 1776? 1783 or 1789? 1783? No, that would be 1789. I'm sorry, Bob. Thank you very much. Appreciate your trying. We'll go to Dorothy in uh, the uh, city of Bridgewater. Hi, Dorothy. Hello. Hi. You're, Hello, on, the air, you're, you're on the airplane Significa with uh, Bob Hernandez. Okay, How about Dorothy. I, win? I give the games to my daughter, who's a teacher. Oh, she'll enjoy it. And we've we've had somewhat of a dry spell, Dorothy. Here, maybe you can help us out and be a be a winner. Okay. I hope so. Until 1991, what Russia was a republic of what former superpower nation? Oh, Soviet Union. Soviet Union. Right. Number two. In land area, where does Russia rank in size among the nations of the world? Russia? Russia, yes. Mm -hmm. By four? No, it's the largest. Uh, the largest nation in the world in land, uh, land area. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Doug. I know that. I have a daughter who lives near the Russian border. <laughs> well, even, even after it spun off all the republics, it's still uh, the largest uh, area in the world. Yeah. Where was your daughter, Dorothy? Finland. Oh, she's in, oh, that's right. You're right next door. Yeah. Okay. Hey, th thanks for trying, Dorothy. I'm sorry that you you didn't win. Okay. Thank you very much, Michael. In the, the uh, no, I got no see. No, we got Doug in Newton. Hi, Doug. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, hello, Doug. How are you? Just fine. Doug, here's um, here's your first question. True or false? China has about one fifth of the world's population. True. True. So one out, one out of every five people are, are Chinese. Number two, uh, with about one billion native speakers, what is the most common language in the world? English. <laughs> well, uh, the, I'll give you second uh, chance there with about one billion native speakers what is the most common language in the world i emphasize the word native chinese chinese yes okay, okay. that was a, that was very nice of you bob you bent yeah. over backwards well i said we we've we've hit a dry spell here and where, where does uh of course, it's later out there, right? It's midnight, so maybe. Uh, yes, it is. It's an hour because uh, yeah. you're out in Kansas, Wich right. Wichita. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ten minutes it, to it's midnight. It's earlier here, so we're not as sleepy. Therefore, we probably <laughs> think it's later. <laughs> I see. Okay, <laughs> you folks are a little bit more tired. Where, where does China rank in land area among the nations of the world? And I'll give you choices. Would it be first, second, or third? Mm -hmm. Second. That's number three. Number three. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Doug. Thank you very much for, again for trying. I keep thanking people for losing. I don't mean to put it quite that way. It's, oh. uh, number three. Russia's number one. I won't give out who number two is because we'll probably use that later on. Okay. Uh, Michael in uh, Chelmsford. Hi, Michael. You're on WBZ. Good morning, Norm. I feel lucky I managed to kill this mosquito that's been bugging me for the last hour. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we'll we'll, we'll alert the newsroom to that. I do know. We'll the lead off the midnight country in Mount Landmass. What's that? I know the number two. It's Canada. Canada, right? Our neighbor to the north. Very good. And oh, I, you'll, I, you'll... I'm, just, I'm just too darn competitive. I had to call. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see how you do. Your first question. In what year did Captain James Cook become the first person to claim Australia for Great Britain? Do you mean James Cook or James Kirk? No, James Cook. <laughs> You're a little too smart for your own good there, Michael. Just simmer, simmer down a bit. <laughs> Here are your choices for the years. Would that have been 1100, 1770? Or 1922? It was uh, 1770. 1770, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, number two, in 1788, British Captain Arthur Phillip founded the first settlement in Australia. What type of colony was this first settlement? It was a penal colony. Very good. Penal colony. And finally, 
Australia is a nation and a continent. What is the capital of this continent nation? And it's not where the next Olympics will be, I'll tell you that. Okay. Um, with, uh, 20, uh, 20 seconds more. Okay. What's the capital of Australia? It's uh, Canberra. Very good, Canberra. Excellent. Okay. Okay, you win a game, Michael. Thank you. Everybody's cheering on. <laughs> if you could do something about your voice, it's much too beautiful, and I feel threatened with it. <laughs> I so not on the radio, Norm. Uh, where was that? Oh, I worked down in uh, uh, down in Texas and in Georgia. Oh, you sound you sound good. When was the last time you were broadcaster? Um, last time I was broadcasting was about five six years ago. But then I then I became more uh, legitimate. I, I went into public relations. <laughs> okay, okay. Hold on to talk to Steve Adams, and we'll get the Thank information you, from you. Thanks for calling. Okay, just I, I hate to do this, but let's just take a little break. Hi, Whitney. You're on with Bob Hernandez. Hi, Bob. Okay, here's Bob. Hi, Bob. Yes, Whitney, here's your first question. You know how this works, right? I hope, yeah. Okay, question number one. What river forms a large section of the national boundary between the United States and Mexico? The Rio Grande. The Rio Grande, right. We call it the Rio Grande. Uh, people in Mexico call it Rio, Rio Bravo del Norte, or... Oh, I like that better. Yeah. Uh, number two, in land area, what are the three largest U.S. states? Um, uh, Alaska. That's right. Num that's number one. Texas. That's correct. And California. Excellent. Very good. Boy. Wonderful. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and final question. There are four state capitals that are named after U.S. presidents. Name one. Oh, no. <laughs> name, name two of them, just two. Okay. You know, be, before I would ask people to name all four, but uh, maybe one out of a hundred could do it. So name, name just two state capitals named after U.S. presidents. Okay, there's Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. Um, oh gosh. Mm. Oh. I'll give you about 10 more seconds. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I, holy mackerel, this is terrible. I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Oh. I can't see it. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Boy. Well, Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Jefferson City, Missouri. Jackson, Mississippi. Those are the four. Good try. Yeah, thank you very much, Whitney. We're going we're gonna to just take a break for the news coming up. A few minutes while we had the news on, and we're playing Significa in Brooklyn. Horace, you're on the air with uh, Bob Hernandez here at BZ. Hi, Bob. Hi, Norman. Hi. Hi, how are you Horace. Doing? Hi. Your another question, it's, sir. It's another guy with a deep voice. I'm, yeah. I'm really threatened. Okay. <laughs> what, what is the capital and largest city of... Puerto Rico, or as they say uh, in Brooklyn, Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, Don Juan. Don Juan, very good. Uh, number two, if, if Puerto Rico were a U.S. state, where would it rank in land area? 
among the 50 U.S. states? Mm. Would it be 10th? Would it be 33rd? Or would it be 49th? That's correct. It's a pretty tiny state. Okay, great. Finally, name the island chain of which Cuba, Jamaica, Hispaniola, and Puerto Rico are a part of. Um, Antilles? Uh, well, or, that's correct. Uh, the greater is the lesser Antilles. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, greater. Greater, very good. I, I knew you knew it. Okay. You know, they, the, the Antilles separate the Caribbean, uh, of course, from the Atlantic, so very good. Okay, thank okay, you. Okay, you're a winner, Horace. You're a winner. Great. Okay, let's go to uh, Matt in uh, Weymouth. Hello, Matt. You're on WBZ. How you doing, Bob? Hello, Wayne. Uh, Matt. First, Matt, I'm sorry. It's, you, you're in Weymouth. Matt in Weymouth. Yes, <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, First question for you, sir. What is the capital and largest city of Egypt? Uh, Cairo. Cairo. All right. It has about uh, six and a half million population. And sticking with the Egyptian theme, what woman, a lover of Julius Caesar and wife of Mark Antony, became queen of Egypt in 51 B.C.? would be Cleopatra. Cleopatra, that's correct. And finally, number three, this is a game winner for you. Name the president of Egypt, who was also a 1978 Nobel Peace Prize winner, who was assassinated by Muslim fundamentalists in 1981. Anwar Sadat. Anwar Sadat, very good. Excellent. No applause? <laughs> Two, yeah, two in a row. He's winding up the tape machine, I guess. Yeah, do we, do we have, you know, that's uh, Steve, uh, Steve Adams is the one who's coaching the audience. I guess yeah. he forgot to raise his hand. He was still trying to get the name of the, uh, and the address of the last winner. And the newest winner, you, Matt, and uh, Weymouth, thank you very much for playing the thank game you, with Bill. us. Okay, let's go to Laura, who is in uh, Pennsylvania. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hello, Hi. Laura. Your Hello? Question. Hello? Hi. You must have the phone halfway down your throat, Laura. You're coming in really big. Any, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry to, to uh, break your train of thought if, if I, indeed I did that. You're on the air with Bob Hernandez and Significa. Hi. Okay, are you ready for your first question? I am. Okay, number one. What man, the greatest war leader of the Apache tribe, died in Oklahoma in 1909. And here are your choices. Was that Crazy Horse, Geronimo, or Sitting Bull? Sitting Bull? Uh, did you watch... Um, no, yeah, I, I don't know if they referred to him, but Dances with Wolves, I don't think they referred to Sitting Bull. But no, Sitting Bull was Sue, so was Crazy Horse. Oh. Geronimo was Apache. And he died uh, in Oklahoma. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you for trying, Laura. Appreciate you calling all the way from Pennsylvania. And we'll go to Lynn in Malden. Or this is not Malden who's in Lynn, by any chance. <laughs> Lynn, how you doing? Fine. 
Thank you. Good. I thought I just said something terribly witty, and uh, I didn't well, get any reaction from you. My daughter's name is Chelsea, so let's add up all the cities. Oh, re realize? Really? <laughs> That's funny. Okay, anyway, you're on the air and BC with Bob Hernandez and Significa. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Lynn, right? Yes. Okay, Lynn. The, the Nigerian economy, one of the... Can you say that again? Yeah. The, the, the economy of Nigeria, okay, the nation of Nigeria, yeah. which is one of the richest in Africa, is dominated by what natural resource? And corruption is not a natural resource. <laughs> okay. Would that be gold, iron, or petroleum? Gold? No. Petroleum. Petroleum. Yeah, it's very rich in uh, petroleum. Well, when you said South Africa, Africa I was South thinking of Africa, Yeah, is uh, wealthy in gold. Large producer of gold. Hey, thanks for trying, Glenn. Thank you. And my best to Chelsea. <laughs> yes. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. We'll go to Joel, excuse me, and Natick. Joel, hi. Hi, how you doing? Good. Hello, Joel. How are you? Fine. Joel, your first question, what peak, the highest mountain in Japan, is considered a sacred place by the Japanese? Uh, it's a famous landmark. They show it in all the pictures. Uh, highest mountain peak in Japan. Uh, is it, um, I don't know, so is it Yokomoto? No, it would be Mount... Fuji. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mount okay. Fuji. Thank okay. you. Thank you for trying, Joe. <laughs> We're a little late with the buzzer, but anyway, okay. Uh, let's go to Ken in uh, Cambridge. Ken, you're on WBZ Hi, with Dom. Bob Hernandez. How you doing, Ken? Good, Tom. I see Bob's back, I see. Hello, Ken. Hi, Bob. Uh, how's it going? All right. First question for you, sir. In 1949... What person founded and became the leader of the People's Republic of China? Mao Zedong. That's correct. Mao, excellent. Uh, number two, surviving for almost 300 years, the Manchu Dynasty, the last monarchy of China, ended in what year? And I'll give you some choices. Would that have been... 1757, Hello, Lisa. Hi. Okay, here's uh, your first question. California is made up of uh, 58 counties, and 33 of these counties uh, individually, by the way, are larger in area than the smallest U.S. state. What is the smallest U.S. state? It's funny with all the New Englanders who called. Um, that question goes to a, somebody from New York State. Rhode Island? Rhode Island. I kind of tipped yeah. it off, didn't I? Okay. Yeah. It, it I think it took me about 
Oh, maybe uh, an hour to drive through Rhode Island. Is that right? I drove through through there one time. Yeah, it wouldn't take. It wouldn't take. Uh, in fact, uh, some of the other New England states, like Massachusetts, you can drive through in less than three hours. Uh, but there, there was a song in in a show, and I can't remember the show, but it was called "Poor Little Rhode Island," the smallest of the forty-eight. We were just forty-eight states at that uh, time. Anyway, yeah, yeah no, it's pretty tiny. And the, you got one down. You have two more to go. Uh, about one third of California's population belongs to what ethnic group? And do you need choices for that one? Would that be African-American, Hispanic, or Native American? Hispanic. Hispanic, right. We get a lot of, uh, lot, lot of people from, up from Mexico come up. I have a lot of cousins down there. <laughs> uh, and number three, game winner for you, Los Angeles is the second most populous city in the U.S. What is the second most populous city in California? The second most populous, populated, you mean? Populated, yes. Um, in California. I don't know, San Francisco? No, San Diego. Oh. San Diego, where they had the Republican convention here, what, about a month ago? Mm. And also, big news uh, here in this part of the country. Today, San Diego uh, Chargers defeated the Kansas City Chiefs. You seem to be really excited about that, Bob. Why is that? About what? About the San Diego win. No, I'm not. I'm actually I'm a little bit disappointed being from Kansas. And the Padres. Oh, that's the right. And the Padres beat the Dodgers. That's right. Too. Big big sports day. And clinched their division head. Oh, that's right. Yeah. San Diego beat Kansas City. I'm sorry. I pull up. Well, now, now the only thing left to do is to elect that fellow that was nominated in San Diego, right? I can't remember who, which which party had their convention in San Diego. Was it was the Republicans or the Democrats? Right. Yeah, the Republicans. Right. Okay. Well, we'll have a debate on whether we ought to elect that so guy or be, not. Being from Kansas, we all kind of root for Bob Dole. Oh, that's right too. You're from his home state. I yeah. forgot. Uh, Bob in Lemonster. Hi, you're on WBZ with uh, Bob Hernandez and Significa. Good morning, Bob and Norm. How you doing? Fine, thank you. As we Good. say here in New England, the game would be called Significa. <laughs> but same game. Very well. Okay. Uh, first question for you. Uh, who was the Soviet leader during the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1961? I believe that would be Khrushchev. That's correct. Nikita Khrushchev. Uh, number two. In April 1986, in a terrible disaster, what Soviet nuclear plant spewed dangerous clouds of radiation over several European nations. Uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl, that's correct. And finally, who was the ruthless Soviet dictator that ruled from 1924 until his death in 1953? Stalin. Stalin, right. Wow, I'm a winner. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, you, uh, no, you get you get a copy of the significant game. I and am so, that's so nice. excited. You did very well. Thank you very much. You, you must know uh, your history or your Russian history. Boy, I can't believe that you asked me three Russian questions that I got right. <laughs> okay. In Braintree. Hi, Bill. Uh, hi, Norm. Hello, Bill. Hello. 
your first question, Bill. On what continent did all of the world's major religions begin? On, on what continent? Asia. Pardon? Asia. Asia, that's correct. Good. Uh, number two. God, what? I get the religious questions. Yeah, yeah well, this, uh, <laughs> these aren't too tough. What, what person born in Mecca in 570 A.D. is considered one of the most influential people ever to have lived? Muhammad. Muhammad, that's correct. And finally, what major religion has the largest following in the world? Hmm. Buddhism. So, believe it or not, Christianity. Oh, with about 1.6 billion adherents. I'm sorry. When you said religion, I, I thought you, rather than group everything as Christianity, it would have been Catholics or Protestants, you know, Lutherans, whatever. Yeah. Because there are more individual Buddhists than anything because of the Chinese. Well, yeah, but, but okay. we're we're talking uh, people that I guess uh, believe in Christ. Okay. Okay. Hey, thanks, Bill. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I thank you for calling. And uh, we'll go down to Richmond, Virginia. Nice to have you calling from there, Bob. How you doing? All right. I've uh, done pretty good so far. I'll probably chirp. I've known everyone. <laughs> well, yeah, it's easier somehow to answer other people's questions than your own, I know. Have, have you been listening a little bit, Bob? Yes. Okay. I think you'll do fine if you, because uh, we're going to refer to some of this stuff here in th this series. Number one, uh, Number one, Brazil occupies almost one half of what continent? Any two answers? No, well, there's seven continents. You know the seven yeah. continents. Which one of those? Uh, I, we we can we can exclude North America. We know Brazil isn't North America, right? Right. Uh, Asia. No, no. I'm I'm sorry, Bob. Uh, Thanks. I'm sorry he called all the way from Richmond, Virginia. I wish he oh could have boy. done better. I, I thought Bob was going to nail this one, but uh, I know that I was. I, I thought I, I don't mean to rub his nose in it, but I thought everybody would have known South America on that. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should have given the answer away. Okay. Well, sometimes long weekends, you know, we aren't thinking too clearly. <laughs> <laughs> you're very polite, uh, Jerry and Everett. You're on WBZ. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Norm. Hi. Hello, Jerry. Hi. Here is your first question. Okay. In 1948. I wasn't born yet, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, mo most of these questions we weren't. Uh, we weren't All of us weren't born yet. But well, I love when people say that. that you know, it's like uh, I wasn't born when Abraham Lincoln was president, but I know he was president. So what kind of a comment <laughs> but, is that? But coincidentally, this uh, this probably um, this particular area is uh, probably the most prominent in the news right now, okay. as we speak. In 1948, Israel was declared an independent nation, and Tel Aviv became the capital. What city is now the capital of Israel? Hello? Uh, oh, gosh. I don't watch the news. Did you read the paper? No, I don't get a newspaper. Did you actually turn, accidentally turn the radio on and you hear this uh, blaring? Have you heard anything about this tunnel that 
that the Israelis finished up and dug through and upset the Palestinians and Jerusalem. No, you've heard of Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jerusalem. Oh, yeah, Jerusalem. Mm. Jerusalem. Yeah, I thought, and I yeah. thought your name Jerry was short for Jerusalem. Yeah, I guess I must yeah. have missed on that one. <laughs> you might want to pick up the paper tomorrow, Jerry. It's hard for me to imagine somebody not ever reading the newspapers at all. Uh, anyway, John in uh, Boston, you're on WBZ with uh, Bob Hernandez. Hi, John. Hi, how are you? Good. Hello, John. Yes, sir. We'll, uh, we'll stick with, with uh, the Israeli theme, okay? What, what is the historic name of the land on which most of modern-day Israel is located? Uh, I'll, I'll give you choices because the question yeah. is, uh, is it uh, the Congo, Palestine, or Troy? Oh, Palestine. Uh, you're good. So, <laughs> so, so we, we, we've, we've had a series of pretty, uh, pretty good people on here, Norm. Number two, in, in 1969, who became the first woman prime minister of Israel? Golda Meir. Golda Meir. Excellent. And finally, in 1949, 20 years later, or 20 years Not earlier. 20 years before. <laughs> yeah, 20, 20 years earlier. Yeah. What person became the first prime minister of the new nation of Israel? My God, I want to say Ben-Gurion, but it might be wrong. Well, are you going to say that, or are you, are you going to... Are you going to give me a choice? No, no choices here. I'll have to say Ben-Gurion. And you were right. That's absolutely <laughs> <true>. <laughs> I know when you said also Golda Meir is uh, is from uh, Milwaukee, which she was from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, <clears throat> which well, is. Well, uh, I'm from Australia, so it makes it a bit tough. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. Australians, I always thought, were pretty literate, sharp people, and you just proved they are. Well, so I hold on, so. hold on, and talk to Steve Adams, and we'll get the game out to you, John. And I think he's the first Australian tonight to have won, right? I think so. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's uh, he, I guess he's an American because he's. Well, maybe he's not. Maybe he's just visiting. We'll go to Heather, who is in Wilmington, Massachusetts. Hi, Heather. Hello. Hello. Hello, Heather. Your first question. What city with a population of over 3 million is the capital of Italy? Venice. No. No. The capital of Italy is Rome. Okay, thank you. Thanks okay. for trying. Yeah, thank you, Heather. And again, our phone number, if you'd like to take part in all of this, is 254-1030, and the area code is 617. We'll go uh, to uh, Pennsylvania and Priscilla. Hi, Priscilla. Hello. Now, where, where in Pennsylvania are you? Waymark. Now, that is, is that anywhere near Harrisburg or in that area? No, no, close to Scranton. Oh, Scranton, okay. 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 Priscilla from Pennsylvania. That's good. Okay, your first question, Priscilla. Name the Spanish conquistador, and we, we talked about him earlier, I think, who is considered the greatest conqueror of the Americas. Would that have been Balboa, Coronado, or Cortez? The greatest conqueror. 
of the Americas, correct. One of those three, Balboa, Coronado, or Cortez. Give you about another 10 seconds. To... Uh, Cortez? Cortez, yes. Uh, he okay, good. Defeated the Aztecs here. Not much of a fight, but number two. Uh, you were going to say something, Norm? Yeah, I was going to talk off the air to Steve Adams. Yeah, so I'll, they, I'll, I'll be quiet. Name the supposedly invincible fleet of Spanish ships that was defeated by the English in the English Channel in 1588. The Armada. The Spanish Armada. Very good, Priscilla. Excellent. You have won again, Priscilla. Well, no. No, no, no. no we have one more. We have, I'm sorry. The audience was so eager yeah. for her to win that they applauded. Right. Prematurely, I beg it your pardon. Is, uh, well, we, we, it's, uh, we, we can't give her two because everyone else would get upset. You'd get a lot of nasty letters, Norm. Yeah, okay. We, <laughs> we need to be fair. This is the game winner for you, Priscilla. The nations of Portugal and Spain are located on what large peninsula? The Iberian Peninsula. Excellent. Did you hear that earlier tonight? No, no. I was always good in geography in school. Really? Excellent. Yeah, because yeah, we did. Yeah, we I did. lived in Massachusetts at one time. Uh, but you didn't like it, so you moved to Pennsylvania. No, no, my husband was stationed here in the service. Oh, I see. Okay. I loved it. Well, come back. We have a place for you. I'd love to. <laughs> okay. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. You win, and uh, we'll go to Fred, who's up in uh, Kenny Bunkport of Kenny Bunk, Kenny Bunk, Maine. That's Hi, right. Fred. That's right. How you doing, Norm? Bob? Hello, Fred. How you doing? Pretty good. Here's your first series, the uh, first of your three questions. Okay. Uh, number one, the major confrontation between the U.S. and the Soviet Union in 1962 over the removal of nuclear warheads from Cuba was known by what name? The Cuban Missile Crisis. Cuban Missile Crisis. Don't That's know correct. Name for it. <laughs> That is correct. Number two, what is the last name of the Cuban leader that Fidel Castro overthrew in 1959? Batista. Batista. Fulgencio Batista. Very good. Love the way he says that. You know your, uh, your history there. Very good. So far. <laughs> well, here's, here's the winner for you. Okay. And actually, this is multiple choice, so you'll probably get it. Okay. In what, in what year did Cuba gain full independence from Spain? Was that 1902, 1912, or 1922? 1902. That's correct. Okay, you're a winner, Fred. Wonderful. Thank you. Very good. good. Yeah, right after, it was uh, just right after the Spanish-American War. Right after the Spanish-American yeah. Okay, Fred, congratulations, and we'll go on to Vivian in the Malden. Vivian, you're on with Bob Hernandez, and we're playing Significa. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, Vivian. And Hello. Speaking uh, about wars, um, uh, you know, I think the, well, the, the Persian Gulf War was maybe the shortest, but the Spanish-American War was also very, very short. Uh, here's the quote, longest war we were in. 
What country the most populous in the world is located on the northern border of Vietnam? Northern border of Vietnam? Yeah, the clue is uh, what country the most populous in the world is located on the northern border of Vietnam? China? China. Right. Yeah, good. Number two, Ho Chi Minh City, population 3 million. The largest city in Vietnam was renamed in 1976. What was the former name of Ho Chi Minh City? Uh, I'll give you choices. Was that Hanoi, Peking, or Saigon? Peking? No. Saigon, yes. I'm, I'm sorry, Vivian. Thanks for trying. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Peking is in China. Now they call it Beijing. Yeah. Uh, Beth in Boston. Hi, Beth. You're on WBZ. Hello. How you doing? Right. Good. Just uh, speak up just a little bit if you would, Beth. Okay. That's good. Uh, <clears throat> Beth, let's come over stateside a little bit. And uh, Beth, do you know what the capital of Montana is? Oh, no, I don't. You don't? Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I always thought it was a bad idea to designate a whole day to Montana, because if you're sick that day, you blow it. You uh-uh. It's a beautiful state. Uh, obviously, uh, can I be a smart pipic here and give you the answer? Go ahead. Because I've been there. It's, uh, it's Helena, Montana, and they've got a great the Remington Museum there of Remington sculptures and Paintings of the Old West and everything's a, a, a lovely city out there right in the uh, in the Rockies. Yeah. So go there, Beth, and you'll never forget oh. that Helena is the capital of Montana. Thank you. It, it is pretty. I was there this summer. Went through the uh, Custer uh, uh, battlefield site, and then uh, I, I went into Yellowstone through the Montana side, which is oh yes, uh, probably the least traveled and it's gorgeous. Uh, now we you know, we hit it that way too through. Uh, Big Bear Tooth Pass. I, was, was it, I don't remember now. The West Yellowstone, Montana. You don't think of Yellowstone as Montana, but there's that side of it. When you pass through the Wyoming side, you hit Montana, and yeah. it's West Yellowstone. Then up through the Rockies and Bozeman and all those places, and then up to uh, oh, yeah. Helena. I just I thought it was. They call it what the land of the big sky, and when you get there, you realize it's just all the. Here in the east, well, because that's in the mountains, but here in the east, you don't seem to be aware of the sky quite as quite as much. I think yeah. you are where you are in Kansas, yeah, because it's oh, yeah. flat country and stuff. We had a gorgeous sunrise this morning, uh, but yeah, it's beautiful up in Montana. Okay, let's go to Jay in uh, Dorchester. Jay, you're on WBZ. Yes, with, good evening. Uh, well, good evening to you, sir. Jay. Yes. Jay, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Okay, Jay. The nation of Guyana is located on what continent? South America. South America, that's correct. And if you remember that infamous settlement where cult leader Jim Jones asked hundreds of his followers to drink cyanide lace Kool-Aid? Right. What was the name of that town? Oh. Well, it's, it's, in, it's in the name. What's the name of the town? 
Yeah. Uh, the, the, the development there. Yeah, he named it after himself. Yeah, you have Jones it. City. Jo well, I'll, I'll let you add Jonestown. Diana. Jonestown, all right. Yeah. And finally, here's the tough one. In what year did 911 people die in this mass suicide execution? What, what, year, what year was that? The Jonestown? Yeah, I'll give Africa. you choices. Was that 1975, 1978, or 1981? 78. You are correct, sir. Congratulations. Nice. Are you in your car, by the way? Yes. Yeah. Uh, where are you right now, Jay? I'm in Dorchester. Oh, well, okay. But you don't live in Dorchester. Uh, uh, that's correct. Okay, anyway, that doesn't really matter. Those were irrelevant questions. You don't get extra credit for it. Bob was one, if not the first, game guest we ever had on. That started a whole trend on the show. It was the perfect thing to fill the two-hour Sunday night broadcast. It started as a twice-a-year thing, just before summer, so listeners, if they won, had a new game to play while on vacation. And then, before Christmas, because, well, it's Christmas! It was a month of Sundays that then blossomed to two months, and maybe even more. All different guests, or reappearances by the same creators who had a new game. I believe I had to cut it down to one guest per hour on Sunday to make sure we could get everyone booked. Such a fun and popular segment. We sent out so many games. And I always wondered how and if they also received a boost in sales, too. I'll be sure to air more of these as I come across them. Closing the... Oh, geez, I almost forgot. Here's Norm singing his rewritten lyrics to You're the Top. Words poetic, I'm so pathetic that I always have found it best instead of getting them off my chest to let them rest unexpressed. I hate parading my serenading and I'll probably miss a bar. But if this ditty is not so pretty, at least you'll know how great you are. You, you, you're great, you're great. You're the top. You're the self-esteem group. You're the top. You're a BZ news scoop. You're the Batshelder band. You're Wonderland. You're Mel Torme. You're Bloomingdale. You're the Freedom Trail. You're Bob and Ray. You're the top. You're a Jewish deli. You're the top. You are Smucker's jelly. I'm just a broadcaster, a near disaster, a malaprop. But, baby, baby, I'm the bottom, you're the top. Adorable person. You're the top. You're a Christmas eggnog. You're the top. A Joe Anemo hot dog. You're a Mouseketeer, Sam Adams beer, a Bruins gold. You're the Topsfield Fair, Scully Square, the totem pole. You're divine. A Julia Child dinner. 
you outshine any megabucks winner. I'm a rush hour traffic, my fault's so graphic, a flop. Baby, baby, I'm the bottom, but you're the top. You're the top. The cyclone at Revere Beach, you're the top. A James Michael Curley speech. Your bozo the clown, Charlie Brown, Noah's Ark. You're the Boston Pops, Satchmo's Chops, you're Fenway Park. You're the top. You are no coward. You're the top. You're Ann Corio's old Howard. You're the swan boats in summer. Batchelder's drummer, Dizzy's bop. But if baby I'm the bottom, you're the top, damn it. You're the top. You're the Harvard Yale game. You're the top. You are my old flame. Your Filene's and Macy, blues by Basie, a 10-speed bike. Your Fennel Hall, Celtics basketball, your Lenny's on the bike. You're the top. The drive of Buddy Rich. You're the top. A genuine Salem witch. I'm a bad singer, a humdinger, and now I'm about to stop because, baby, if I'm the bottom, you're the top. Thank you. Pure genius. Okay, closing the vault and leaving this world a little sillier than we found it. For the Atacama Desert, credibility, continental questions, the greater and lesser Antilles. Lynn and Chelsea, the girls' names, not the cities. Little Rhodey, Bob Dole, the Battle of New Orleans, Love for Sale, Malfunctioning Peepers Key Rings, Billy Clyde, the Bob Batchelder Band, Self-Esteem Boston, the Wonderland Ballroom in Revere, Echoes and Wishes, Von Meter, the Wichita Trivia Wizard himself, Bob Hernandez, and that old smart pippic, Norm Nathan, I'm Tony Nesbitt.